Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. WTOP, also ahead. Ukraine will never be a victory for Russia. President Biden strongly stands with Ukraine and NATO during today's speech in Warsaw. We'll talk about the address and an earlier State of the Nation address by Vladimir Putin. We'll do that at 7.10 at 7 o'clock. President Biden in Poland vows... Our support for Ukraine will not waver. Snow and ice in the upper Midwest. This is indeed going to be a historic storm. In Ohio, EPA takes over derailment cleanup. Norfolk Southern will clean up all contamination. This is the CBS World News Roundup Late Edition. I'm Jennifer Kuyper in Chicago. President Biden speaks to a crowd in Poland's capital to mark the end of the first year of Russia's war on Ukraine. CBS's Stephen Portnoy. The speech marking the end of the first year of the war had President Biden vowing that the NATO alliance will not tire. Ukraine will never be a victory for Russia. Mr. Biden said he would seek justice for war crimes. No one can turn away. Their eyes from the atrocities Russia is committing against the Ukrainian people. It's abhorrent. He said more victories and tragedies are in store, and the counteroffensive Kyiv is expected to launch this spring, but that Ukraine is steeled for the fight ahead. Stephen Portnoy, CBS News, Warsaw. Secretary of State Antony Blinken says of Russia's decision to pull out of a nuclear arms reduction treaty with Washington. The announcement by Russia that it's uh, suspending participation in the start is deeply unfortunate and irresponsible. Snow and ice in the forecast for the Dakotas, Nebraska, Minnesota, Iowa, and Wisconsin, and blizzard conditions possible in some areas. WCCO-TV meteorologist Lisa Meadows on snow expected in the Twin Cities. And we're looking at one to two feet of snow with this weather system. Colonel Matt Langer with the Minnesota Department of Public Safety. Minnesotans are hardy. It's not our first winter snowstorm. It won't be our last winter snowstorm, but we have the advantage to plan ahead. And so over the next few days, our message is really simple. Just exercise common sense. EPA Administrator Michael Regan in East Palestine, Ohio, says after this month's derailment of train cars carrying hazardous materials. Today I'm announcing that EPA is ordering Norfolk Southern to conduct all necessary actions associated with the cleanup from the East Palestine train derailment. The state has opened a health clinic in East Palestine. The U.S. Supreme Court hears arguments in a case that involves a federal law that protects social media platforms from lawsuits over the content it recommends to users. At issue is Section 230 of the 1996 Communications Decency Act. Jeff Kossoff wrote a book about it and says when it comes to the Gonzalez v. Google case and arguments on a similar one tomorrow... If they were to say, you know, any targeted content, any personalized content is not covered by Q30, then you'll probably see less personalization. Stocks tumble on Wall Street today. The Dow plunged 697 points. NASDAQ dropped 295. Now this. Now there's a simple, easy, and effective way to clean your nose and protect your health. It's called Navage. Navage. Available at navage.com. 703 on WTOP, Tuesday evening, February 21st, 2023, Reagan National at 59 degrees, down to the 40s later. Good 
Good evening. I'm Dimitri Sotis with the top local stories we're following this hour. We have the latest in the trial of six men accused in the shooting death of a 10-year-old girl in D.C. Micaiah Wilson was gunned down while on her way to get ice cream back in 2018. Her older sister has told the courtroom tonight more about what happened that day. Najee Lewis described for the jury that her 10-year-old sister Micaiah and her spent the afternoon before the shooting at the pool. But the 10-year-old, who refused to wear a bathing suit, had to leave after jumping in anyway. It was one of her last carefree moments before being shot through the heart while sitting next to her sister in front of their Clay Terrace apartment. When she saw a car pull up and heard gunshots, Lewis testified, quote, It was so loud and it was so many, I didn't want to get hit in the head. And recalled holding her 10-year-old sister's head down, too. But when they stumbled into their mom's apartment, Lewis says Micaiah was standing, holding her chest, and then collapsed. She died on the apartment floor. Six of the 11 people who were charged in her killing on July 16, 2018, are on trial. Police say the group's indiscriminate shooting on that day was a gang retaliation. At D.C. Superior Court, Megan Cloherty, WTOP News. This past Saturday, 25-year-old Melanie Diaz was killed in a fire at a downtown Silver Spring apartment complex. The state fire marshal says, sadly, Diaz's life may have been saved if that building had a sprinkler system. I'm surprised that we only lost one individual that night. Maryland State Fire Marshal Brian Geraci says a state fire code change in 2018 gives buildings until 2033 to install sprinkler systems. It's going to take time to sprinkle these buildings, especially these larger buildings, such as the one in Silver Spring. I mean, that takes a lot of time to do and uh, obviously a lot of money and a lot of funding. But he's speaking out hoping that properties don't wait until the last minute because with the stuff we buy nowadays, flames, he says, spread faster than ever. It's all synthetic. It's all plastic. And it burns much hotter. He says in Montgomery County, 80 high-rise buildings don't have sprinkler systems. That number is 20. In Prince George's County, Mike Marillo, WTOP News. After this fire death and the other injuries and damage that day, a nonprofit is stepping in to try to help those affected. Maryland Housing Partnership's website shows the nonprofit launched a fund to aid the nearly 400 residents who have been affected by this. 100% of donations, we're told, will go directly to the victims. As we've reported, the three-alarm fire took the life of Melanie Diaz, then sent at least 15 residents and three firefighters to the hospital. One person was left in critical condition. Three pets died in the fire. The cause of the flames, which started on the seventh floor of the building, still being investigated. Donations to the fund can be made through the nonprofit's website, and you can find it right now at WTOP.com. Search fire. WTOP.com. Search fire. 706. What's your child doing after high school? Maryland's governor is offering a new path to their future, and he's making his case to lawmakers in Annapolis. Maryland Governor Westmore's Serve Act would create a year of service for recent high school graduates. Participants will be paid. They will partner with a mentor. They get $15 an hour, serve 30 hours a week, and if they complete the year, they'll get a $3,000 stipend. We are looking for both public and private sector partners. Moore, a Democrat, sees his year of service as a way to bring people from different backgrounds and political views together. Delegate Rick Metzger. As a Republican, it is refreshing to have the governor come to present his own bills. That means a lot to me. It's the second time Moore has gone directly to lawmakers to advocate for one of his bills. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. 
It's election 2023 on WTOP. Virginia is getting a new representative in Congress. A special election happening tonight in the 4th Congressional District, which is anchored in Richmond. Polls closed just minutes ago. No results to pass along yet. Democratic State Senator Jennifer McClellan is facing Republican Pastor Leon Benjamin in the race. If McClellan wins, she'd become Virginia's first ever black congresswoman. The winner of the race replaces the late Virginia Representative Donald McEachin. He died in November at age 61. Coming up tonight on WTOP. Ukrainian people's love for their country will prevail. Dueling speeches from President Biden and Russian President Putin. What do they tell us about the war in Ukraine? We will speak with an expert about that region coming up right here on WTOP at 707. Embracing agile modernization and practice and culture are critical for federal agencies migrating to cloud. Frank Reyes, cloud solutions leader at Maximus, explains the inherent challenge in doing that in the series Forward Thinking Government, sponsored by Maximus. First and foremost, do you have an empowered leader that's going to champion this? You're going to have to have individuals that can make the decisions at the right level. What is that vision of your migration into the cloud? What is your mission outcome that you're trying to drive? Federal agencies are looking for new approaches to today's challenges. At Maximus, we are ready and focused on what's ahead, leading with new ideas. Ideas and emerging trends for government modernization, harnessing advanced technologies and data to drive transformation, creating a total experience for the delivery of citizen services. We are enabling innovation to enhance the efficiency of government to reimagine new possibilities for today. Learn more at Maximus.com slash federal. 708. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $69. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks on WTOP. Bob Imler is in the traffic center. As the rush hour winds down on the inner loop, we still have delays in Montgomery County, getting through Bethesda and Silver Spring. And listener says just after University Boulevard, before the Northwest Branch Bridge, there's one stopped on the very narrow left shoulder. It is crowding the left lane, and there's uh, no official response with it as of yet, but it is causing a delay coming up from at least Connecticut Avenue. And heading around past University Boulevard, Outer Loop Beltway at the Baltimore-Washington Parkway had a minor crash, quickly cleared to the shoulder. And traffic on 95 and the BW Parkway, each doing all right. Same with 270. Southeast D.C., 11th Street, Southeast on the 11th Street Bridge uh, between M Street and 295. Still closed for police activity, not the freeway bridge, not affecting 695 at all, just the neighborhood bridge there. And in Virginia, southbound traffic on 95 slows a bit from Route 1 over the Occoquan. Beyond that, the pace is good. 66 eastbound, the earlier crash, second of the day near 123. That, too, has been completely cleared. Bob Inler, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4's Amelia Draper. A bit of a breeze out there on your Tuesday night with lows in the mid-30s to low 40s. For tomorrow, we'll have some rain around during the morning and midday hours, especially if you're north and west of Washington, as temperatures warm from the 40s into the low to mid-50s throughout the day. Record high temperatures on Thursday with a high of 80 and breezy winds gusting up to 30 miles an hour. Still breezy and cooling on Friday. We start off in the 60s and fall into the 40s. Rain is in the forecast on a cold Saturday. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Amelia Draper. College Park is at 59, Fairfax City 55. Along the National Mall tonight, we're at 59 degrees, eventually falling into the 40s, even some 30-degree temperatures in the suburbs tonight. We're brought to you by Long Fence. Save 20% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today. Schedule your free in-home estimate. It's 710. President Biden is warning of hard and bitter days ahead as Russia's invasion of Ukraine nears the one-year mark. The president spoke in Warsaw today, saying the U.S. will not waver in its support. Ukraine will never be a victory for Russia. And in an earlier, more bitter State of the Nation address in Moscow, 
Russia's Vladimir Putin said he's suspending his country's participation in the New START nuclear non-proliferation agreement. It's the last such arms control deal between the U.S. and Russia. Let's take you live tonight to Jeffrey Mankoff, senior associate for the Europe, Russia, and Eurasia program at the Center for Strategic and International Studies. Very good of you to take a few minutes to be with us, Jeffrey. Uh, Putin's speech took aim at much more than just the next phase of the war. And President Biden, while hardly rosy in his words, did have a distinct message that he's there to back up Ukraine. Uh, to the extent that it's helpful to synthesize all this, what have we learned tonight about these speeches? Well, I think we learned that both of these leaders are girding themselves and their publics for uh, a conflict that's going to drag on. Uh, I don't think that uh, either uh, President Biden or President Putin laid out uh, a clear uh, vision for what uh, a near-term settlement to the conflict would look like. Uh, indeed, Putin didn't really talk about what a settlement would look like at all. Uh, and he talked about uh, the need for Russians to, to sacrifice and get with the cause uh, and to commit themselves to a conflict that is probably going to go on for a while. Uh, President Biden uh, suggested that the war could end if Russia withdraws its troops from Ukraine. Uh, we don't see any uh, indication that Putin is ready to do that. So I think the, the upshot of, of the president's speech was also very much that uh, this is a war that, uh, even though it has gone on for a year and has uh, resulted in innumerable casualties is, is nowhere near the finish line. What is it going to take to push Russia completely out of Ukrainian territory, even erasing their gains from 2014 and earlier? Well, I think there are two ways that you can think about what a Ukrainian victory would look like. One would be uh, a victory on the battlefield, uh, and the other would be uh, simply outlasting uh, Russia. That is, the, the Russian political system no longer uh, is able to bear the costs that, that Putin's war is, is placing on it. Um, in terms of a battlefield victory, I think the uh, decision by the United States and, and several of its allies to supply main battle tanks, uh, as well as long-range ammunition, uh, air defense capabilities to Ukraine, uh, suggests that they uh, see a path for uh, some kind of a victory on the battlefield, uh, whether or not that results in the full liberation of the occupied territory, but at least one that changes facts on the ground to such an extent that Russia uh, decides it's no longer worth pursuing the conflict. Um, whether that will be enough uh, in the near to medium term uh, is hard to predict. Uh, the other path, uh, of course, would be uh, the, probably not Putin, but the Russian elite as a whole uh, decides that uh, can no longer bear the costs of these war of this war, um, and that the economic, social. Uh, political, military costs that Russia's bearing are, are no longer worth it. And I think that over the longer term, uh, that's the more likely path for Ukraine to win a victory, uh, simply uh, for Russia to expend its resources for um, support for the war to continue to, to wane. Uh, and whether it's Putin or somebody else uh, making the call, uh, deciding that there's no longer a, a viable path to victory. I'm so sorry we're out of time, except to ask very briefly, uh, do you think you and I are probably here a year from now still discussing this conflict? Uh, I certainly hope not, but I think uh, it's a very realistic possibility that we are. Thank you very much. Good to hear from you tonight.
Yeah, thanks for having me. That's Jeffrey Mankoff, Senior Associate for the Europe-Russia and Eurasia Program at the Center for Strategic and International Studies. We're discussing dueling speeches today from President Biden and President Putin. Stay with us on WTOP, an important Caps game tonight and more. I'm Doug Kammerer, Chief Meteorologist of Storm Team 4. I'm Michelle Bash. And I'm John Aaron. We're your morning news team here on WTOP. We bring you Storm Team 4 weather reports. To help keep you warm and safe all winter. With the latest updates every 10 minutes on the 8th. We'll tell you what's happening and what's coming. Ice, snow, drastic changes in temperature. Storm Team 4. And WTOP News. Working together to help you deal with the weather. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Now, 7.15 as we check in with Rob Woodfork. All right, the Capitals and Red Wings underway over at Capital One Arena. The home team looking to end a four-game losing skid that's thrown them into a dogfight with Detroit and several other teams for a wild-card playoff berth. Uh, No score in the early going. Two uh, college basketball games of local interest underway. VCU out to a 12-6 lead at St. Joe's. And uh, also early on, Virginia Tech in front of uh, 13th-ranked Miami, 17-8. Again, uh, first-half action uh, pretty early on. At the top of the hour, the 7th-ranked Maryland women host number 6 Iowa. Crucial conference battle. So our own Steve Dresner's in College Park with live updates from Xfinity Center throughout the night, starting with a live preview at 745. In the NBA, the Atlanta Hawks fired Nate McMillan after three seasons as head coach. Reportedly, they're looking to uh, try and clear the way for Quinn Snyder. Uh, Position players reported to the Washington National Spring Training in Florida yesterday. Today, skipper Dave Martinez liked what he saw from the first full workout. They came to camp, and they look good, you know. And and a big testament to that is watching them. Go through their uh, ground balls, going through their throwing programs, running the bases. You know these guys uh, were motivated. They were actually going through through everything in fast speed, which was really nice to see for day one. Last year's breakout rookie Joey Manessas started out as backup first baseman after Davey said yesterday Manessas would play a little bit of everywhere. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. 717 Norfolk Southern must foot the bill following the toxic train derailment and chemical burn more than two weeks ago in Ohio. That's the order from federal environmental regulators. The announcement came after Ohio Governor Mike DeWine and EPA Administrator Michael Regan toured homes in the area to assure residents the water is safe. CBS News correspondent Roxana Saberi with more from East Palestine, Ohio. On Tuesday, the EPA ordered Norfolk Southern, the company responsible for the disaster, to handle and pay for all necessary cleanup. Norfolk Southern will clean up all contamination in soil and water and safely transport that contamination to the appropriate locations. Governor DeWine was also on hand for the opening of a new free clinic for residents who have experienced health issues in recent weeks. In a statement, Norfolk Southern says in part, we recognize we have a responsibility and we have committed to doing what's right for the residents of East Palestine. We've been paying for the cleanup activities to date and will continue to do so. Top stories we're following for you this hour. An attack against one is attack against all. Speaking in Poland, President Biden and Americans, he says Americans stand for freedom and will continue their support for Ukraine and NATO. Free speech online was before the U.S. Supreme Court today. The case involves a family that wants Google held liable for the death of their daughter in a Paris terrorist attack. The Biden administration breaks decades-long protocol when it comes to applying for asylum at the border. Stay with WTOP for more. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks, we're going back to Bob Imler in the traffic center. 
on the Beltway in Montgomery County. Interloop does slow down before Connecticut Avenue, getting around to a point after University Boulevard. Had one stopped crowding the left lane after University and before the bridge at the Northwest Branch. Things are looking great elsewhere around the Beltway. A brief slowdown on the Interloop, if anything, at the American Legion Bridge. On 95 in the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, generally good to go. Same with 270. And 50 out to the Bay Bridge is running well. In southeast Washington, at last report, still closed the 11th Street Bridge, the neighborhood bridge on 11th Street Southeast, not on 695, that by police activity. And in Virginia, on 95 southbound, we're slow still from Route 1 over the Occoquan to 123. Beyond that, the pace is good. And 66 is running without delay, both inside and outside the Beltway. Bob Inley, WTLP Traffic. Storm Team 4, four-day forecast from Amelia Draper. We'll have lows tonight in the mid-30s to low 40s. For tomorrow, temperatures in the 40s and low to mid-50s throughout the day. And our temperatures actually continue to warm overnight Wednesday into Thursday with a high on Thursday of 80 or 81 degrees. That is going to be a hot day out there. Record high temperatures in the forecast. And then our temperatures, well, they come crashing down on Friday as we fall into the 40s throughout the day. Wind chills on Saturday in the 20s and 30s. I'm Storm Team 4 Meteorologist Amelia Draper. Georgetown 59, Bowie 56, Leesburg 54, and eventually down to the 40s and even the 30s. We're brought to you by Len the Plumber. Trusted same-day service seven days a week. 720 here on WTOP. And coming up in just a little bit, this food accounts for about a third of childhood burn injuries, a warning about our time in the kitchen. Stay with us. Ever since we got Xfinity Mobile, the whole family now has the fastest mobile service. My little brother has no idea how lucky he is. Back in my day, we didn't have it nearly as good. (sighs) Oh, yeah? Back in my day, you couldn't even stream outside the house. I I don't like to think about it. Please, back in my day, we had phones with cords, and they were mounted to a wall. Forget phones. Back in my day, we wrote letters. Remember, Herman? Oh, I remember. Vintage texting. Cool. Switch to Xfinity Mobile, the fastest mobile service with 5G and millions of Wi-Fi hotspots. Get the best price for two unlimited lines with 5G compared to the lowest price plans of the top three carriers. Just $30 a line per month. Visit Xfinity.com slash fastest mobile to learn more. Wait till you hear about how we rented movies. I don't think she's ready for that. From Xfinity, home of the 10G network. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Unlimited Intro Service and Xfinity Internet Required. Taxes and fees extra reduced fees after 20 gigabytes of usage. Data thresholds may vary. 721. KBR's highly experienced and highly cleared team is ready to solve today's challenges while preparing for tomorrow's threats. For more than 50 years, KBR has been trusted by the Department of Defense and Intel community to provide mission-critical science, technology, and engineering solutions. As global demands change and markets transform, KBR delivers innovative results to advance defense and national security interests on land, at sea, in the air, space, and cyberspace. KBR, the team behind the mission. For more information, visit KBR.com. Your projects begin here. The Capital Remodel and Garden Show, February 24th through 26th at the Dulles Expo Center. Three days only for great deals, new ideas, and practical advice with trusted local experts. See Vern Yip, nationally acclaimed interior designer and star of HDTV and TLC. Plus, find outdoor inspiration with top local landscapers throughout the show. From kitchens and baths to flooring and more, don't miss the Capital Remodel and Garden Show at the Dulles Expo Center. Buy tickets early and save at CapitalRemodelAndGarden.com. This is WTOP News. 
7.22, after a pregnant woman went missing in Loudoun County in 2011, her boyfriend pleaded guilty to second-degree murder in the case. Now he's learned his sentence. Last month, Ronald Rolden finally told detectives how Bethany Decker died. He said they had a disagreement in their living room, and he pushed her. He said she hit her head on a windowsill and died. Rolden never called 911 because he was afraid first responders wouldn't believe his story. Decker's family agreed to the plea agreement that calls for Rolden to serve 12 and a half years in prison before he's deported. In Leesburg, Neil Augenstein, WTLP News. Two teenage girls are under arrest and accused of carjacking in D.C. Police say two 15-year-olds, one from D.C. and one from Herndon, assaulted somebody and tried to steal their car as they left a parking space in Northwest. It happened Saturday night. Police say the victim was able to drive away. A little more than five hours later, police say one of the girls pulled a knife and stabbed a driver on Rhode Island Avenue. That driver is expected to recover. And then police say the girls got in a car, crashed it, and were arrested soon after that. They're charged with armed carjacking and attempted carjacking. This food accounts for about a third of childhood burn injuries. WTOP's Nick Ionelli has a warning about all of us maybe being a bit more careful in the kitchen. It's instant noodles, that inexpensive, easy-to-prepare food that you can just pop right in the microwave. A study from the University of Chicago published in the journal Burns looked at nearly 800 cases of childhood burn injuries. It found 31% of the cases were caused by instant noodles. Researchers say it's a lesson that kids should not be making that kind of food without adult supervision. They say the amount of heat contained in instant noodles can easily cause second and third degree burns. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. Breaking news on WTOP. It did not take long to get this election result. Democrat Jennifer McClellan has won the special election to the U.S. House in Virginia's 4th Congressional District following the death of the incumbent uh, congressperson there, Don McEachin, late last year. Democrat Jennifer McClellan wins the special election to the U.S. House. This is historic. She becomes the first black woman to represent a congressional seat from Virginia. Stay with WTOP, your election source. A four-day work week sounds pretty good, right? But what does it mean for our productivity? Wall Street Journal reporter Vanessa Furmans tells WTOP a recent large-scale study in the UK gives us some answers. More than half of the companies uh, said that their productivity had either remained the same or slightly improved, and 15% that said that their productivity had actually improved significantly. And this was all by just making the work weak or the workflow more efficient. Furman says 18 of the 61 companies involved in the study are now making the four-day work week permanent. While the shortened week was largely successful for most employees, a few said they had a hard time getting all their work done. 725. Money News 25 and 55 on WTOP. And let's check in now with Tom Busby. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. The consulting firm McKinsey, which advises other companies about executing layoffs and cost-cutting measures, is now laying off 2,000 of its own workers in one of the biggest job cuts ever at the firm. On Wall Street, it was a dismal day for stocks after two of the biggest retailers in the world, Walmart and Home Depot, both lowered their earnings and profit forecasts, expecting cash-strapped consumers to pull back on their spending this year. Add in worries about more and larger interest rate hikes to come from the Fed this year, and the Dow tumbled 697 points. It ended 2% lower. 
The Nasdaq lost 295. That's a two and a half percent slide. The S&P lost 82. Dogs, tigers, lizards, cows, you name it. Chocolate giant Cadbury holding tryouts right now for all kinds of pets to be in its Cadbury bunny commercials. This year, though, it's looking only for rescue animals. The owner of the winning pet will win $5,000 and five grand for the animal shelter of their choice. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Tom Busby on WTOP. Asian markets lower so far. Australia is down 1%. Tokyo stocks 1% lower. South Korea's Kospi is almost 1.5% lower. Money News sponsored by General Dynamics Information Technology. Join GDIT to grow your career beyond your imagination in government, defense, 